0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's Podcast. When things begin to go wrong, when things go haywire in your life, don't you dare give up. You do everything that you can do, and when you can't do anything else, God will get you to your destination, and when He does, you will have the greatest victory dance you could ever have. To the house of the Lord This is where you get your strength This is where you get your healing You may be flawed You may be messed up at times You may make mistakes at times But you stay on the potter's wheel You stay and remain in the potter's house You'll find that God can touch you In his house So very thankful that He has brought so many wonderful people into this this uh, this family, and yes. that we call a church. I'm glad that you're here. Would you stand with me today? I'm going to read uh, the Word of the Lord. Praise God in Jeremiah chapter 18. Jeremiah chapter 18. Verse 1 through 5. The Bible tells a, um, a story here about how the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. And um, you've heard this scripture preached on probably many times by people that will probably preach it better than I'll ever be able to preach it. But this is what the Lord spoke to me about yesterday, and so this morning I began to just kind of, I never know really exactly where He's taking me until I start writing. And uh, once I begin writing, the Lord just kind of directs it from there. So I hope this will be a, a message today that will bless you. Amen. <clears throat> the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was. And in case you don't know who he's talking about, usually it's the potter that lives in the potter's house. So just in case there was any question. Jeremiah saw the potter and he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay, Jeremiah said there was a problem there. It was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord. Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. On this last Sunday service, this last message of this year, uh, I want to hopefully preach something, bring something to you today that that will help you close out one year and begin anew. What a beautiful portion of Scripture this is. I just want to preach to you today the potter's house or the potter's field. The potter's house or the potter's field. God bless you. You may be seated today. I love how uh, the Word of God takes something that that is so simple sometimes as a potter sitting at a a wheel and in his hands are... uh, The clay that he has sitting on the wheel, his hands are messy. You see, the the pottery, the vessel cannot be made without the hand of the potter touching the clay. And I love how the Word takes something simple like that and creates a picture in this particular instance of hope for those that will look at the simple lesson and listen and, and learn from it. What we find here, we, we see that Jeremiah went down to the house of the potter. And the potter, he understood, represented God in this instance. The potter was working which, with his clay, that which would be a typical thing that he, would that he would normally do. If you went down and looked through the window of the house of the potter, you might find him sitting at the table and his feet might be turning the, 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 the spinner, and the clay would be in the middle of that round circle, and his hands would begin to dip into the water and then touch that clay, and as he would gently put pressure in places, it would begin to take shape and take form. And, and the clay represented humanity. The clay represents me, and it represents you. But the potter... Had a problem with this particular clay that he was working with. Jeremiah looked at it and he said there, and I saw a mistake, I saw a flaw, I saw that it had become marred. And, and so Jeremiah, not being a potter himself, probably wondered what the potter would do with this. Is he going to discard this clay? Is he going to remove the clay? Is he going to get rid of it and grab some more and start over again? Is there something that can't be fixed with this clay? But even though the clay was flawed, even though it was marred, the potter did not discard the clay. For Jeremiah looked and he saw the potter as he simply repurposed it with a new design, a new purpose. What a beautiful picture this is. For those of us that have found ourselves in a place in life where maybe it didn't turn out like what we thought it would. Maybe we came into January of 2018 with some things in our mind and some goals and 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 some some projects and 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 some purposes that we figured that would take place in 2018 but here we are December the 30th we've got one more day to make it happen my friend (laughs) and most likely you won't start it tomorrow you'll typically pick it up on January the 1st many of us started off this year thinking that 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 things would be different by December of 2018 than what you're what you've been able to live this year But we serve a God that even though sometimes we get marred, even sometimes we are flawed and we make mistakes, He's not willing to throw us away, but He can redesign us. He can repurpose us. He can reshape us as long as we remain in the house of the potter. Come on, come on, amen. We're nearing the end of another year. It's hard for me to believe that 2018 has come and gone. They say, uh, you know, that, that as the older you get, the, the quicker, you know, time goes by, you know, I, I, I believe that, I, I fully believe that. Give me another 10 years and, and the days will probably seem like they're about 4 hours long because right now it just seems like I only got about 10 or 12 hours in a day, there's just no time, can't fit everything in and, and here we are at the tail end of 2018 and, and this church as a, as a body has seen some gains, we've seen some good things that. This year. We've baptized some people. Some people have been filled with the Holy Ghost. We, we've we got new faces in our midst. There There's things that are going on, but along with those gains, we've also encountered some loss as with most years that come and go. I was looking back on my calendar this morning and I was seeing both the good and the bad and there's something about going back and looking at a calendar that kind of Gets everything in perspective for me of where we've come uh, what's happened through the course of a year I I like it. It's it's kind of the history of of my life So to speak and that's why this little uh, this little book is so important to me and last year the district decided that they weren't going to do these little uh, uh, paper calendars for us anymore and they're trying to force the digital society on all of us old fogies that, that you know I just I'm okay with that I can deal with having a calendar on my phone it's just that this thing is important to me I like to write stuff down I, I like to go back. I, I've got I've got these going all the way back to 2007, if I if I'm correct, where I began to write down uh, how many people uh, that came to church and how the church what's the church grow, and, and and I've got history of this church and history of my life written down. That's that's what this little black, black book is for. I don't have any uh, I don't have any numbers in here. I don't. The only number I need is the number of my wife and my two daughters and maybe my daughter-in-law, and that that's the only thing. This little black book is for but it's for history I like to have this but looking back at it I, I saw both uh, both uh, funerals that, that we've performed from people that we've loved and we've lost this past year but I've also seen a, a little spot in there where it said purchase the new property on this day for the new sanctuary to go on those are things that make me happy those are things that inspire me It's just like most years. There's things that will make your heart swell and other things that will make your heart hurt. But when I add it all up, I've got to say that looking back at it, I feel blessed and God has been good we've gone through some pain we've gone through some loss we've gone through some some times where we have cried together and we've wrapped our arms around each other and we've wondered what was going to happen it was just this point last year that i had a grandson that was newly born in intensive care and we were wondering what was going to take place with him and we spent a uh, part of our christmas season in the hospital uh rooms with him but 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 t- today this year we were able to all gather together in our living room And I watched that little baby boy crawl around on our floor and open up gifts and presents and play with toys. I am a blessed man, I'm telling you today, because God has been good to me. Got a brand new little baby girl down there that we've added to our collection. We're collecting them. Boy, when she smiles, that's my only granddaughter right now. She smiles and my heart just melts. If she could talk, if she would ask me for something, I would do about whatever it took to get it for her. I'm glad she can't talk just yet. That's right. I am wrapped around her little finger. The point that I want to make is this. In a year's time, life hand us all sorts of things that we've got to deal with. And I'd like to say that I handle them all with grace and poise. That I never lose my cool, that I never make a mistake, that I never say anything wrong or do anything wrong with everything that comes my direction. Is there anybody here that is perfect and you, you made it through this entire year without a mistake, you are dismissed and free to leave. The rest of you have to stay and listen to the rest of what I have to say. I think most of us are in the same boat that I'm in. There was only one perfect man who ever walked the face of this earth and his name was Jesus and I'm not him. I'm trying to be like him. I'm striving. I'm reaching out. I'm trying to leave mistakes behind and i'm trying to change some things and every year i hope i'm a little bit better than the year before but the point of the matter is is that most of us deal with setbacks and most of us deal with mistakes and problems in our life in a year's time uh you know if we all want to sit back here and say that we handled everything just perfectly just say it somewhere else because i don't want to be near you when you get struck by lightning Sometimes we face things that create havoc and pain. We go through things that bring on stress and sorrow. Everything that we have in our homes is supposed to reduce stress, and yet it just seems like it creates more of it. Or sometimes it's just plain aggravation that that is so persistent that that you think it's never going to end. life has a way of taking the clay and, and marring it. Has anybody ever felt like that? Like, like you just feel bruised and battered and you feel scarred and you, you wonder if, if what you're going through is ever going to change or you're just going to have to live like that the rest of your life. I wonder, Brother Jones, if that's not what Paul felt like. How will I ever get past my mistakes how will I ever deal with, with what's happened to me or what I've gone through and, and you wonder is this flaw gonna be the flaw that that makes the potter look at me and say you know what I'm done with you and I'm tossing you out of here I'm not putting my hands to you anymore I'm done dealing with you I've just come through a time kind of like that these past couple of weeks now, don't take this as complaining, but I, this is sermon fodder. This is just, this is just, I want you to, you to know what what's taken place over the past couple of weeks, and there's a reason I want you to know this stuff. But, but the last couple of weeks, it's been, it's been close to a hundred hour work weeks between, you know, uh, the two, the two responsibilities that I have. So, right there, uh, th- that's enough to, to really take a guy like me that, that needs his beauty sleep and, and put me in a ringer. Uh, a couple of hundred hour work weeks and, and I'm just about worn out. My wife hasn't hardly seen me. My kids, uh, hadn't hardly seen me. My grandchildren, you know, uh, forgot what my name was and I had to remind them who I was uh, and I, I, broke out my wallet and then they said, yeah, that's Papa. Yeah, that, I remember him now. I, I, so. In the past couple weeks, we've had back-to-back funerals, back-to-back funeral meals. We've laid precious people that we love to rest. We've had Christmas programs and Christmas banquets. And you people are, you amaze me how you rise to the occasion when when we go through things like this. I don't know what we would do without those of you that, that make this all happen. I just want to say that. We've had all these things take, take taken care of. And, and just when we got past uh, last last week, I thought, you know, everything's going to be all right now. All I've got to do, all the church functions are kind of done. Brother Jones is going to take care of next Sunday for me. I, I don't have to worry about trying to study. Wednesday night, I wasn't even able to make it to church. So my church responsibilities, basically outside of just showing up, if it was possible, were, were uh, taken care of. I, I, and I thought, I'm on the day downhill side of this thing now now i only have about 75 hours of work to do this week instead of 100 and, and believe you me when you get that busy going from 175 uh, that that's a big deal I, I was happy just to be brought down to that level And so so I thought everything is is under control. God, I've worked for you. We've we've, we've worked together and made it happen. God, I'm doing your your business. I'm taking care of my responsibilities as a pastor and and trying to to take care of all these things. And now all of that is off of me. I ought to be able to rest a little bit easier than I did the the last week. And the devil decided to uh, to step in and say, you know what? Since God is done, you're done doing everything for him. Now it's time for me to put a little weight on and see what's going to how you handle it. So Tuesday morning he started taking his cheap shots. I arrived to work to find a flat tire on my on my FedEx truck which put me way behind. By the time that the guy got there and fixed it and changed out, I was already about 30 minutes behind getting out on the road, and and it's very important and critical that you get out on time. And, and so uh, my boss decided to make up for that by giving me some extra stops in Collinsville before I headed out to my route, and that put me an extra 45 minutes behind. So at this point, I'm about an hour and 15 minutes behind. I'm running like crazy trying to get things put together. I get about an hour away from the station, pull into a driveway go to back out of the driveway and my transmission goes out of my truck. I sit and wait another hour for another truck, reload it, go, go about taking care of it. I, I'm thinking, okay, well, at least I'm going to get a new truck tomorrow, which I did. They brought me in a, new, a brand new truck the next day with a dead battery. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Fred. Appreciate that. That was Wednesday. Dead battery, more Christmas freight than I believe I've ever... I've been places that I didn't even know were out in the country. I didn't know we had boondocks like, like what we have in certain places. I've driven through places where I, I just closed my eyes and stepped on the gas these past couple of weeks. And I thought, dear Lord, if I do get stuck here or swept away, they are going to fire me because the first thing out of their mouth was, is going to be, what were you thinking even trying to go through that area? <laughs> Flooded roads and muddy, muddy places. I took a couple pictures. I was out in the middle of a field somewhere. I, I, I think that this is either a road or it's a couple of roads that I just turned into a road. I, I don't know. But I see where I'm supposed to go and I'm getting there as quick as I possibly can. Didn't get home that night till after 10 o'clock. My wife went to church. Are you going to make it to church? I said, babe, I don't even know if I'm going to make it home at all. You know you're busy when you get to that point. Thursday, I, I, wake, I wake up, I go to work, I got, a, I got a good battery, I got good tires, my truck seems to be fine, everything's running just fine, and my, my, my handheld computer goes out on me. I mean, I, it's just like one thing after the next, and you don't know how our job works, but the way it works is if that thing goes down, it's over. And I'm not like right around the corner where they can just bring me another one out. I'm like an hour and 15 minutes away. and It goes out on me and I'm frustrated with it. I'm trying to get it up and running. I'm taking the battery out, putting it back in, going through all this this mess. And it's taking about six or seven minutes every time to reboot. And the third time it went out on me, I, I, I'm standing out in the cold and it's dark and it's raining on me and, and I'm miserable. And, and the thing just it finally gets to the point where it's almost there and it goes out on me again. I thought, okay so I swapped it out and got me a different one the next morning I wasn't going to go back and use that same thing again I thought I got good di- tires, good battery I got a truck that's got a good transmission I've got a good power pad that I'm going to work with but uh, it just so happened that Friday morning I woke up uh, sick as a dog with a flu I'd, my wife's like you got to call in sick I said baby you do not call in sick at Christmas time you call in dead if you're dead they'll, they'll, they might excuse you <laughs> You can't call in sick at Christmas time. She's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to work. And that's what I did. Got up, sick as a dog, went to work. I'd load a few packages. I'd run out in the, in, in the FedEx yard and get sick. I'd run back in, load a few more packages. I'd run back out get sick again. And, and that's how my Friday went. And I thought, oh, my word, this is, this is crazy. I've never been hit with so many things uh, back to back to back like that in all my life. And surely it's got to get better. Now, Saturday was better. I was just weak as a cat. I couldn't only stand up straight from being sick all day and not eating anything and just uh, the after effects of the flu and so you know I thought if I can just make it through Saturday Sunday's coming brother Bryce uh, uh, Jones has got the message all I got to do is sit on the drums and play the drums and you know uh, I'll be okay got through Sunday recharged my batteries I was in the house of the Lord on Sunday I was worshiping on Sunday I was giving God the praise on Sunday because I felt like he had just brought me through a war. I thought, N- all I got is one day left. Just one day left. It's not going to be that bad today. It's Christmas Eve. It's my favorite day of the year. All the kids are coming over. The grandbabies are going to be at the house. Everybody's going to be there. They're all going to be waiting for me when I get home, and it's going to be a wonderful, fantastic day. Hopped in my car, went to work, and I got to the darkest spot in between Sparta and Collinsville on the side of the road, and my tire blow- blows out. I am not lying folks, I mean, I know how to fix a flat tire and that's what I began to do. I thought I'll have this changed in 10 minutes. Well typically I could do that, even, even on a dark road with very little lighting going on out there, it was dark on the side of the road, I thought I'll have this changed out. I popped open the trunk, I, I loosened up the tire, I began to loosen up the little, the little uh, spare tire in the back and it was rusted solid into the back of my trunk. It was at this point that I began to question my walk with the Lord. <laughs> Grabbed that wheel and I started yanking it this way and that way. I'd have jerked the whole back of the car off if I had to. And I, I jerked that thing so hard that I busted the bolt where it was setting in and got that tire out. Put that tire on that car. I was like, now I'm on my way. And I lowered it back down and that tire went. Mm. <laughs> I thought, there might just be enough air to get me four miles into town. I said, God, with this is my last chance. I have done everything I know to do to make this day work. And I said, Lord, if you'll just help me limp this car in, that's what I am doing. You know, with that little donut on, you're riding like this. I'm riding 30 miles an hour with my flashers on in the in the dark all the way into into town. Put a little air in that. I was scared to death that that tire was going to blow uh, on my way to work. But it got me to work. And when I pulled up to that stoplight and I could see FedEx was in walking distance of me, I began to laugh and I said, ha, ha, ha. In your face, devil! Yes! Glory to God. Glory to God. I kid you not. I thought I'd feed him. I win. Do you know how good it feels to go through all that and still be alive? To still win? To still have your walk with God? Let me tell you, it feels wonderful to say, In your face, devil, you tried to get me. You tried to destroy me. But I'm still here. And that's my message to you today. When things began to go wrong, when things go haywire in your life, don't you dare give up. You do everything that you can do. and when you can't do anything else God will get you to your destination and when he does you will have the greatest victory dance you could ever have the message I want you to hear as we close out another year is this we're still here Yes, we're still here there's son that said you'll never grow I don't see very many empty seats. Matter of fact, take out the chairs back there and see what, see who you're having to sit next to. Take out the extra stuff and see where we're still here. Maybe not everybody's here. Maybe not everybody has stayed and remained in the potter's house. Maybe not everybody's been able to accomplish that. Maybe not everybody comes through it and is able to say in your face, devil, but you listen to me. That's why church is so important. When things go haywire, you come to the potter's house. You come to the house of the Lord. This is where you get your strength. This is where you get your healing. You may be flawed. You may be messed up at times. You may make mistakes at times. But you stay on the potter's wheel. You stay and remain in the potter's house. You'll find that God can touch you in His house. Glory to God, Amen. That's why it felt so good just to be here today. Everything that's gone. Haywire. When things go haywire, it's not time to stay home, sit back and, 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 and try to lick our wounds. It's, the, it's the time to come to church and let God heal us of our wounds. It's time to let the master's hands put on. When we're broken and when we feel like we're starting to get spiritually dried out, it's not time to go out someplace else where it's just going to bake you until you can't be shapen in the potter's hands. It's time to come into the house of the Lord where the rain of the Spirit is falling and it can keep you damp and it can keep you moist and it can keep you in a place where God can repurpose you. Yes! Why is it so important to stay in the potter's house? Because there's only one other option that you have from the potter's house. And that's the potter's field. If God is the potter and we are the clay, there's only two destinations. Either the house or the field of the potter. And if you're not in the house you're going to wind up in the field. Everybody remember a man named Judas? He sells out Jesus Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Probably seemed like a lot of money to him, but he soon found out that that money money didn't mean anything to him. As a matter of fact, he took the money back and he said, I'm sorry, I, I want to change this. I want to give you this money back, but they wouldn't take the money. So he throws it and he runs away and he ended his own life. He leaves the house of the potter and winds up in the field. Broken. So the men that gathered those 30 pieces of silver, they didn't take it back because it said it's got blood on it. It's blood money. Somebody's going to pay with their life for what this is and we won't touch it. But what they said they would do, they said we're going to go out and we're going to buy a field. We're going to buy the potter's field. The Potter's field was simply where all the scraps were thrown. The broken things were were pitched. The Potter's field was purchased with bitterness and regrets. The money was still Judas's, but Judas was no longer around because he let his mistakes and his flaws and his errors cause him to go out and permanently place himself in the potter's field. So they took that 30 pieces of silver that Judas threw back for selling out Jesus, and they purchased the potter's field. It was purchased with mistakes that were never repented of. Potter's Field wasn't a place where you buried your loved one. It was a place where they buried foreigners. A place where they buried strangers. People that they didn't know. If you're sitting under the sound of my voice today, you hear what I'm about to say because what I'm about to say can save your soul from hell. And as much as this world would like to tell you that that's a fictional place... I'm sorry, my friend, but it's a place of reality. Now I'm not trying to end this year on a downer I'm trying to end this year with trying to help somebody that's struggling you're struggling with your flaws you're struggling with your mistakes maybe you feel like you're worse off now than you were at the beginning of the year can God really forgive me is God even going to work with me is God even hearing what I'm asking him about I feel like I'm forgotten I feel like I'm about ready to walk out I'm feeling so dry and so brittle in my spirit I come to tell you today that the Lord knows exactly where you're at and just by the mere fact that you're sitting in this church house today tells me that you're still interested in the house of the potter you're not ready for the field God doesn't intend for you to be pitched out into the field as a matter of fact he never puts anybody in the field they walk themselves out to the field this is a place of victory this is a place of healing it's a place of sanctuary When the enemy mars you and you feel yourself getting dry, don't run from him. Don't leave the potter. Don't leave the house. Stay in the potter's house. Stay close to the hands of the potter. He's got more than just one design. The potter doesn't, doesn't make all... All tall vases that will hold liquid. The potter makes bowls. The potter makes cups. The potter makes things that will hold grain. The potter makes things that will carry water. The potter has all kinds of design. Some are, some are tall, some are short, some are wide, some are thin, some are for, some are beautiful, and some maybe are just more for some other type of purpose. But if you're not where you felt like you should be by now in your life, just remember, your flaw doesn't end you. The mars that are on your life, the mistakes that you've made, they don't have to define who you are. And they don't have to cause you to wind up in the potter's field. The hand of the potter. As long as you are in a place where you're still available to be molded. Where you're not set in your mind. Your mind's not made up, I'm done. God's hands can still touch you. When you feel like your purpose has been stripped... Things have been taken away from you. Let Him repurpose you. Let Him redesign you. My greatest fear is not an empty church. My greatest fear is empty altars. Yes. You can have full churches with empty altars. And you'll find people that get set in their ways. I've come far enough, I've done all I'm going to do. You'll find dry churches have big fields full of useless fragments. But when you come into a church that has services like the one that we've had today, or just in the middle of, of service when the worship is taking place, people just begin to respond and you watch those tears begin to fall. You know that there's some some moisture that the Lord is using and He's smiling as He puts His hand upon you and He begins to mold you and shape you and repurpose you and redesign you. I want tears where Repentance can be felt. Or repentance can be had. I, I I want regrets of the past to be dealt with right here instead of out of a bottle or at the end of a needle somewhere or some self-help book. I want I want this to be that kind of a church. I want bitterness and jealousies and contention to be met head-on with the reign of the Spirit as it washes away hurts and Pains with warmth and love. Would you stand with me today? Brother Jones mentioned Paul this morning dealing with his past. Boy, Paul was probably one of the most prime examples of what God can do with somebody with a lot of mistakes. Somebody that was headstrong into heading the wrong way there's nothing more dangerous than somebody that's doing the wrong thing that thinks they're right but he had an encounter with god and in that encounter god began to change him and rename him why did god rename him because god said i'm going to give you a new purpose I want you to keep the same drive that you have. I want you to keep the same passion that you have. He's not going to change the concept of who you are. He's just going to take your strength and he's going to redirect them to a place for his purpose instead of the purpose of wrong. Paul deals with his past. found himself on the road to Damascus when he met a man named Jesus who finally enlightened him that he was headed, headed to the potter's field. Paul, if you don't change your ways, if you don't stop, you're going to wind up in the field. And Paul said, I don't want to be in the potter's field so he went back to the potter's house. Paul says three times, I sought the Lord to remove my issue. Nobody really knows what that issue was. Some say, oh, it was his eyesight. Others say, oh, he had back problems and this and that. Nobody really knows what his, his issues are. But Paul said, I, I went to the Lord and I asked him three times to remove whatever it was that he was dealing with. And, and everybody tends to think that it was some kind of a physical thing, but I'm not saying that I'm right and that they're wrong, but I'm just saying that my way of thinking is the greatest thing, just reading about Paul, the greatest thing if I put myself in his shoes that I would be dealing with would not be some physical infirmity but all the regrets that I have all the times when I stood and I drug tore families apart of Christians I stood and I held as a young man the coat of a, a young, worker for the Lord named Stephen as they stoned him to death and I stood there and watched him die of his injuries in approval and the Lord finally answered him the third time and he said Paul my grace is sufficient for you and when he said that I have to wonder if it was the Lord's way of saying Paul you're not ready for the potter's field. I want you in the potter's house. If you've not done anything even remotely close to Paul, I'm here to tell you today, the Lord still is wanting you to stay in the potter's house. You're not ready for the potter's field. But I'm not perfect. But I've made mistakes. <laughs> so does every grace is sufficient even for you Paul you're not meant for the field why don't you come thank you for listening to the landmark apostolic church podcast you can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the landmark family If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.